I wish we lived in like, you know, like the 19th century where like all of our illnesses were just treated with like blow and heroin. Yo, TBH, honestly, (laughs) yes. Yeah, I mean, I know that like... I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure that, like, <laughs> Trump derangement syndrome could definitely be fixed with a little bit of heroin. Probably. Like, are you well, that's why we hear about... That's why there's a heroin academic, or epidemic. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, see the, the heroin, the heroin and the Oxycontin and all this shit, that's the problem. The solution is we need to bring back, like, laudanum. Like the Victorians, which is the exact same thing, but in a tincture. And then, you know, we can be like, hey, everyone, you're all hysterical. You need your laudanum. And then they all calm down a little bit. Okay. All small towns should be like just like the Deadwood Camp on HBO. I actually haven't seen that show yet. Yeah, me neither. Damn it. It's pretty great. I know the movie just came out. Yeah. They do a lot of laudanum. I think you would like it, Matthias. Because they do laudanum? <laughs> well, precisely. I mean, that's one factor, but I think there's other factors. <laughs> no, that, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just, just talking that. about the drug use. Just the drug use. <laughs> okay. Specifically the drug use. Well, I'm glad that I'm that guy. to State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. I'm Benjamin Klon. Alex Sahori. Matias Brimmer. And Zachary Reiner. As we take this, it is Sunday, June 9th. Thanks for joining us this week. Make sure you subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever else you get podcasts. Uh, you can now like us on Facebook at State of the Revolution, and you can follow us on Twitter at SOTRPod. And uh, if you like our show, you want to give us your money, uh, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash Michigan Progressive. So uh, the first thing that we're doing today is I wanted uh, I wanted to read you guys this report that just came from the uh, the Detroit Metro Times. Um, uh, U.S. Attorney says that Michigan is the nation's most corrupt state. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Color me shocked. I know I, this is something that we've known for a while. We're number one, guys. We're number one. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, this article was pretty good. Uh, it was a fun read, so I thought I'd share it with you all. Uh, this was written by Tom Perkins at the Detroit Metro Times, and he writes, The level of corruption in Michigan is staggering. It's Democrats, it's Republicans, it's the entire political establishment, which mostly, which is mostly a cesspool of morally bankrupt dirtbags <laughs> working on behalf of corporations and the wealthy instead of the middle and lower class. Holy shit. All right. So good. So far, so good. That much is evident to anyone paying attention. And things are so bad that in 2012, the FBI organized the Detroit Area Public Corruption Task Force, which is made up of local, state, and federal law officials to tackle the issue. 
the state, uh, the task force is still operating, and in some cases, local authorities aren't informed of the Fed's activities because they can't be trusted. I'm like, how long until like the task force itself becomes corrupt? You know, like the, the task force to like, you know, the crackdown on corruption becomes corrupt. Well, it's been going on since 2012. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I mean, they've, they've they've made some headway in terms of like prosecuting people and the and, fall uh, of Adam. They've been uh, making some progress in that regard. But. Right. Well, last month the Metro Times reported that more than 40 Southeast Michigan officials are under federal investigation, and last week U.S. Attorney Matthew Schneider. Uh, underscored the extent of the problem in an interview with WDIV's Devin Cillian at the Mackinac Policy Conference. Quote, our statistics show we lead the nation in corruption cases by far, Schneider told Cillian. Every state has about one corruption case each year, Schneider said, while larger districts like New York City, Los Angeles, and Miami usually see around four. In Michigan, there were about 18 per year for the last five years. <laughs> you guys remember how uh, Rick Snyder was um, running as a nerd? Right. Turns out he's like a gangster baller. <laughs> like, this is awesome. We're beating out New York City and Los Angeles in terms of corruption. Good job, guys. Hell yeah, man. You know, we're yeah. being shit. Chicago in terms of corruption. <laughs> Chicago politics has nothing on Detroit politics, apparently. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. 18 per year. 18 per year. The last five. Quote, we definitely have a more significant corruption issue here in the Michigan region, Schneider said, but we are rooting it out a lot more than other people. We have a long-term campaign here to root out public corruption, end quote. Of course, the media has a role in all of this. The Michigan press generally isn't known for challenging the power structure, which is well represented and celebrated at the annual Mackinac Policy Conference, and the state's media elite that joins lobbyists politicians, corporate executives, and other powerful state players at Mackinac isn't there to ask tough questions or challenge anyone. It goes to join in the celebration. These people at this uh, Mackinac policy conference just get, like, completely hammered. Oh, yeah. Like, they don't really, you know, do a lot of uh, actual policy discussion. No, it's mostly just a networking event for, uh, for the, the, like the most corrupt for the states in, in the state, and, yeah. yeah, right. Just to make sure Blue Cross Blue Shield handpicks uh, each and every uh, representative that uh, we can uh, vote in. Yeah, what I was going to say is like the the policy that you know is touted at that uh, conference generally comes from corporate funded think tanks that you know are funded by Blue Cross Blue Shield or like you know Consumers Energy or all these other like horrible corporations that are like, yeah, we'll, we'll write the policy and, and then you guys just pass it and it'll be easy for you guys. And you guys can just like get drunk and have a great time. Right. Like we'll do the hard work, you know, <laughs> it's awful. In fact, Cillian also spent part of his time at the conference on stage singing and dancing with Debbie Stabenow, the U S Senator who has repeatedly put lobbyist and corporate interests over that of most constituents. Cillian even strummed the guitar in front of a banner that read, on the island, off the record. Oh, my God. <laughs> what happens Jeffrey in Mackinac Epstein. stays in Mackinac. <laughs> this isn't, this isn't mm. Michigan sugar. This is uh, something else, guys. 
fly away with Jeffrey Epstein Airlines. <laughs> it's uh, off the record. Off the record. It's it's off the record, baby. <laughs> We're on the island. Debauchery off. is acceptable. On the island, off the record. It's access to journalism at it's access to journalism at its grossest, and video of the song should be shown to journalism students as an example of what not to do. Can anyone have any confidence that Cillian will question or challenge Stabenow as he should if he's serious about his job? Until the state's anchors and reporters replace their lapdog instincts with a drive to take down those working on behalf of the powerful, Michigan will remain the nation's most corrupt state. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, so many instances of, like, corruption. I mean, like, uh, you know, like there's, like, the um, Flint thing where they had, like, the Flint water crisis, and they were um, the, the mayor's, like, under investigation for um, apparently uh, telling uh, city employees to redirect funds from... Um, what was like a um, city-sanctioned like fund for roads to a uh, political pack called uh, Karen about Flint, which is um, Karen Weaver, the mayor's uh, super pack, basically. So they're taking like money designated for kids to have clean water and funneling funneling into their own like political super packs, which is like the grossest of gross. And uh, did you hear about? I don't know if you heard about. Uh, uh, up in the 104th, uh, I'm trying to blank on his name right now, but there was a Republican um, uh, um, con- or representative up there, state representative. Are you talking about Larry Inman? Yeah, Larry Inman. Yeah, uh, yeah. Larry Inman, uh, he just got... He opened in, uh, Traverse City. Yeah, he just got in trouble. He's being investigated right now yeah. for... Uh, and he's refusing to uh, he's refusing to resign. Yeah, and I don't know if you've heard. And, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't want to, like, get too judgy because maybe, maybe there's something there. Ground, but uh, baby. All of a sudden, like, now that uh, this corruption thing's happening, he's, like, suddenly, like, releasing uh, press releases saying he has, like, an opi- uh, opioid addiction. So, I, like, I don't know, like, is this, like, a real opioid addiction, or is this, like, a, hey, give me leniency opioid addiction? And uh, I really hope it's not the latter, because if he's using that to try to, like, yeah, that's score really, leniency points, That's like, really, like, that's I don't know so if shitty. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but uh, Larry Inman, the, the uh, state representative uh, who's under investigation, um, who's been charged with corruption, uh, he, uh, he's, like, fucking obsessed with Amelia Earhart. Oh, this is that guy? Yeah, yeah, this is that guy. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah he like, he's a, been, like, on, like, missions to, like, God. try and, like, find, like, her plane, I guess. Like, I think I've heard that, like, he thinks that she might still be alive or yeah, something. He, he does a uh, dinner, uh, like, every year uh, where there's, like, a spa at the table, like, set aside <laughs> for Amelia Earhart. <laughs> Which when is, she like, comes, the most, like crazy shit. Like, how do you get elected when you're that crazy? It almost <laughs> makes me think that the opioid thing might be real. Like, maybe he's just, like... Next year in Jerusalem, maybe she'll come. Maybe she'll come. Maybe maybe she will just waltz right in with her twentieth uh, century like aviator helmet or whatever the fuck she was. Maybe like some old lady with a walker. <laughs> According to the oh, Detroit. Before we, fr- before we move on, I do want to say I do like how um this writer is really holding uh his uh fellow journalists accountable talking about uh, access journalism that is a huge problem i will say though sometimes these journalists do cast their chips with the uh access journalism thing um i i mean i don't really like jonathan swan but a lot of people have been uh 
you, you know, speculating that Jared Kushner has been his source in the White House for a long time. And it appears that Jonathan Swan has a new source now because he started uh, grilling Jared Kushner about like birtherism. And I, that was pure gold. Mm-hmm. I got to give I got to give props where it's due there. Oh, that was that interview where he was asking him, like, uh, do you believe that birtherism is ra- uh, racist? And he's right. like, I was not involved. And he's uh, like, no, that's not what I asked. <laughs> no, he, he, uh, I was not a part of that. Is Donald Trump a racist? And he was, like, almost, like, unequivocally. He couldn't say unequivocally, right? And then he was like, no, you can't just, you know, be in the public life forever and not be racist. And he's like, was the Central Park Five racist? <laughs> and, and, he, and he was like... Uh, I wasn't involved with any of that. No, and then he's like, was the birtherism racist? I wasn't involved with any of that. It was just like, <laughs> come on, man. You just said no, just flat out that he's not racist, but you can't really like say anything about that. It was it was brilliant. I just had to bring that up. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like, Jared, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Jared, Jared's a messy bitch. Well, I mean, like, and like uh, going into the corruption thing a little bit more, like, uh, I mean, for like, I mean, still now to this day, it's crazy that we can FOIA request the president of the United States, but we can't FOIA request our own governor. Like, right. The fact that like a, somehow a state official is beyond the reach that like the president is like, it's just like, doesn't make any sense. You don't, it doesn't compute to me. Like, how can you be exempt from something that the president has to adhere to um, when they're governor? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe she's changed her mind again. But like last I heard, Gretchen Whitmer had said uh, something about wanting to make the government more transparent and allow more FOIA requests. And then she changed her mind and said she wasn't going to do that. Well, yeah, it was basically like um, I think I mean, she can do it for her office, like, you know right away I and mean, there's nothing stopping her from doing it in her mm-hmm. office but her basically her her argument was uh i'm not gonna do it until they do it which is like the worst <laughs> like, the worst kind of thing like so oh she's trying to use like God. she's like okay well yeah. you know like when the republicans say that they can you know have their offices foiled like we'll do that and so it's like basically comes down to like nobody really wants it They're russia just kind of posturing russia get us those blue cross blue shield emails please <laughs> <laughs> President Xi. I'm waiting for them. President Xi, please save me. Please save me. I just wanted to go pedal, uh, uh, go I back for a second. I love Tom. <laughs> I carry a little red book with me everywhere I go. I like the Gaddafi green book. But that actually, that's true in the winter because my jacket has like this weird little breast pocket that has like not enough room for anything. And my dad goes to China or went to China regularly when he was a professor at MSU and he brought back a, you know, little, uh, a little red book, Mao's red book. Don't look. Got the illustrations and everything. Very cool. Your dad's definitely on a list somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. He's he's also Mexican, so yes, he he's on lists. Okay, yeah, it's pretty (laughs) rad. Uh, I just wanted to go back for for just a second and mention the fact that uh, Larry Inman, the the dude who's obsessed with Amelia Earhart, according to the Detroit Free Press, he spends one point five million dollars 
on Earhart memorabilia and artifacts. He has <laughs> my God. He has his home Can, filled I, 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 with her oh. words, images, and historical documents that tell her story. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Can you repeat that figure, please? $1.5 million he spent on a- Amelia Earhart shit. This dude's constituents can't afford, like, an insulin copay, but, <laughs> like, this guy is spending uh, $1.5 million on Amelia Earhart bullshit. Like, if that's not unacceptable, I don't know what is. We're paying this dude's salary, guys. <laughs> dude. Like, we pay for this Amelia Earhart bullshit. I, he, I mean, he's probably, like, you know, he's in well, some we stocks. we do in, like, you know, like, the lobbyists as well. He probably's got some, like, oh, residual yeah. income somehow. The most thing is, uh... I, I worked for uh, a candidate that uh, ran against uh, Larry Inman. So like was, two or three times, right? Yeah. So it's just like one of those things that like is super disappointing because it's like, you know, it's, it just goes to show that like. Yeah. Shout out, elections, shout out Betsy Kofia. Yeah. Betsy Kofia. Definitely putting in the work up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, because of the work that uh, she's done, I mean, it's very likely that the seat uh, um, might flip. Uh, so that's silver lining, I guess. But just this idea that. Uh, God, man, we are terrible at, like, we don't pick our our, our uh, best and brightest for these representatives. Will, that's that's for certain. Will the new districting lines be uh, drawn up by the next election? No, I don't think so. Because I know that they, they had the court case, but the uh, the Supreme Court, not on the Michigan one um, in particular, but the, uh, I believe it was North Carolina and Wisconsin, I can't remember the two states, but there was two states where they basically ruled that a state's has the com- Has the commission even formed yet? Oh, that's for okay. So there's two different there's two different things. There's the the redistrict, redistricting proposition, right? And then there was a court case that was filed against the gerrymandering, and uh, the court case was set to proceed before um, the uh, redistricting prop, but um, that is the case. So it'll probably be 2022 before we get to gotcha new lines, unfortunately. Excellent. <laughs> Well, moving on to the to our next story here, uh, right wing provocateur Milo Yiannopoulos has been named the Grand Marshal for Boston's Straight Pride Parade. <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. You know what I saw him referred to as the other day? It was it, you know it's usually provocateur Milo Yiannopoulos. Ad uh, um like ad uh, advocate for what? I don't fucking know. Self-hating gay people? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Failed careers? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You hear... Well, we might... Well, I mean, we might go into this a bit in a little... I'm sorry. Activist. Activist. Oh, he's an activist now. Okay. No, activist Milo Yiannopoulos. When he's not trying to sell a velvet throne for like $1,000 on eBay. (laughs) That's what happens when when you you become an activist, like when you're no longer getting paid to say the stupid shit that you're, you know. Like before, he was like a political consultant, like operative, and now he's just like activist. He's an activist to bring down his crippling debt. (laughs) <laughs> you get fired and you become an actor. You become an activist, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that people should cool down. Boston's actually had like sw- uh, 12 straight pride parades since 2001. Uh, the Patriots win uh, 2001 Super Bowl. Uh, Patriots win 2003 Super Bowl. Red Sox win 2004 World Series. Like, they- they've been doing this a while, guys. It's part of their tradition. I think we need to uh, cool off there. <laughs> uh, so... Well, or, uh, organizers
Savage was announced Friday, the former Breitbart editor, as the parade's grand marshal after they originally used Brad Pitt's name and likeness for the event. <laughs> yeah, the the head of the the head. Because of, when I think straight pride, I think about like uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, that's gonna go over what you're you're trying to figure out. Oh, who should we use? Oh yeah, Brad Pitt. We're definitely not going to get any backlash there. Well, apparently the head of Super Happy Fun America, a group that advocates on behalf of the straight community, told the Boston Herald that Pitt was, quote, not super happy about the group using his his name and likeness without his consent. (laughs) Maybe you should. You know, the greatest part about that is like the fact that like happy can be very easily switched with gay. Super gay. (laughs) Super gay fun America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) They should go for someone more, you know, like uh, in their league, like Ted Nugent or I don't know. Kid Rock. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Whoever, well, then they'll, they'll, they'll co co do it. They'll do it together. Yeah, whoever else uh, is playing music and still thinks the Iraq War is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where were we? We went off the rails a little bit. Well, we're basically on. on yeah, we're just talking about how you know rails, there's so much fragility. I, and I, you know, I my my thing is I wonder. How many? I mean, I guess it makes sense that Milo should be the uh, head person of this because I I can only imagine that most of the people participating are also probably like you know self hating or like closeted. This uh, is his games. biggest break since 2017. Milo, he's been he's been having a bad two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll probably get into this a bit in the next segment, but um, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but. He actually got milkshaked like a week or two ago. Milo did? He did, but not many people heard about it because no one fucking cares about him anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when Milo's not shamefully asking for money, he's uh, getting phone food at it. Thrown at him. Food thrown at him? Yep. Yeah, I I detest Milo. As you should. Yeah, as everyone should. You know, I do think that it is interesting that uh, people are doing this. It, I mean, it's obviously a very reactionary thing, but, you know, it do, it does say something broader, which is, uh, you know, pretty repulsive and unfortunate. Um, and I suppose you can read into it what you will, but no, I totally... I... I exceptionally loathe Milo because he and all of, like, any other gay person that would go to that parade, you know, like you said, um, they just hate themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they they want so badly to be straight. You know, or at least have, or like they're, they haven't come out and they need to broadcast to the world that they are straight to try to prove something to their friends or family or, you know, I'm sure. Cause that's the thing too, is I feel like a lot of these people, you know, like, um, they come from like right wing backgrounds where it's not as accepting. So like they don't, they're just trying to you know, fit in with whatever they can fit into because they obviously don't fit in where they're, where they're at currently. So, 
Oh, that's true. Imagine your sexuality being so repressed that, like, it freaks you out that, like, gay people are having a parade. Yeah. The crazy thing to me is, like, gay people, like, uh, the LGBTQ community makes up, like, 4% of the entire U.S. Mm -hmm. population. It's, like, ridiculous. I mean, maybe it's probably... There's probably like double that, but I think it's less than ten. Yeah, um, but it's just like it's still such a, like a you know like a small minority of people to think that like because I, I think in like the description of the event like it was like very like you know lambastic and the idea like we have to fight back for our pride. We're being persecuted for being straight. <laughs> like all of these just like over hyperbolic, just ridiculous claims of like persecution that I mean, don't what, exist. Here's what it's I don't get. I don't. I don't. I don't really understand. I mean, I'm a straight person, but I don't have anything to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I'm, the that's the point. Yeah, We're I mean, terrible at fashion, dancing. <laughs> like, you're pretty good. We'll speak you're for yourself. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I rock at fashion. <laughs> Oh, I saw, uh, this is a side note, but I saw the doom metal band Sleep in Grand Rapids on Wednesday, and I was wearing this coat, which is a very oversized olive coat that looks like uh, it might be military. So, anyways, I Just, go... That's like Matthias Steele and Valor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that... That is true. I and I'm wearing, you know, I wear a camo hat, and so I'm appropriating that culture as well. Right. I always, I always thought you were like, you know, rocking like the homeless vet look. You do oh, got a well, homeless vet look going on, kind of. Um, and it's okay. no, it's cool. That's a that's a compliment. <laughs> that's, it's totally cool. Why do you guys think that it's cool? The vets should be homeless. <laughs> well, we hate the vets. I, I, in case you, I, I'm. Uh, on record, I hate cops. all the vets. They're basically cops. So, uh, anyways, long story short, uh, I was patted down by two people who came up to me and were like, "Do you have a weapon in there?" I, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at my passport photo because it's my only form of ID right now because I don't have a license, and it's from when i was in like high school and i absolutely <laughs> look like someone who would shoot up a school and uh they're probably like this is fake this guy is from some other country probably mexico <laughs> i'm a citizen of mexico see there we go maybe, maybe. i'm a world citizen <laughs> no but i do have a mexican maybe they called passport. ice on you who's in grand rapids Call lice on me? Yeah, called the ice. I'd be more afraid to have lice called on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on to the next story. Good. <laughs> uh, just last week on Monday, uh, Republican Congressman Matt Gaez was hit by... Yeah, uh, Matt Getz. Gets, yeah, I think gets? it's gets. Oh, who gives a fuck? Uh, he was hit by uh, he was hit by a milkshake as he was leaving a restaurant in Pensacola, Florida. Wah, wah. I will say, <laughs> you would see it and even watch it. I didn't watch the video. I was satisfied just knowing it happened. It oh. was pretty glorious. I will say, um, the thrower of the milkshake did a very spectacular uh, job emulating uh, Tom Brady. Or oh yeah, uh, was... dude, right a right off the shoulder, just right over know, the cop. 
right oh. over his shoulder into his hands. Like, right. didn't, Throw, know, didn't know who threw it. Thrown just... over the defender, right across the shoulder, into the bread basket. It was a perfect throw. Uh, I mean, perfect he, execution. I mean, he fumbled it, obviously. So I, I don't, I don't know if you guys heard this, but according to this BBC report, uh, the person who hit him with the milkshake was a woman who ran against him in 2016 as a Democrat. Badass. <laughs> well, she was like, uh, I heard she was charged with battery. Yeah, she it. was charged with battery assault. So that's well, the uh, spicy pay. Well, that's why Max Keeble's big move was rated R, because at the end, when they did that huge food fight, it was like just the most violent you know thing that ever could have been uh possible so like yeah max keeble and um that woman were both charged with battery um max keeble actually was started with starting a riot so yeah okay no do you guys not get that reference or something i get that reference okay good i got it i don't (laughs) did you not see max keeble's big move growing up that's great it's a great movie yeah the short short story is he thinks he's moving and so he does like a bunch of crazy wild shit. Oh wait, who was in that movie? But he doesn't move. I I, I forget the kid who. Was I in definitely that movie. saw yeah. it, but I don't remember anything about it. I uh, <laughs> it was a favorite of mine. I love that we're lactosing the intolerant. That's right. It's oh. really great. I'm, I I am That's really hoping this is lactose. the beginning of a new trend in America. I hope that it's like you know like made its way from the UK to the US. Well, yeah. in in actually it started in um Australia if you remember. Like uh there was that um awful uh massacre at the uh, mosques, right? And then uh Fraser Anning. No, uh, that was an egg. Yeah, that was That an was egg. an egg. Yeah. But I mean, here's the thing is it's like once again it's just like, you know, all kinds of different food can come together in unity to destroy fascists whether it's eggs milkshakes you know really get creative people get creative right right. eggs are good (laughs) that is so true and that is also very poignant as a metaphor (laughs) i'm waiting for somebody to just like throw like a piece of like raw chicken breast at somebody that's 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 what i'm waiting for well i don't think they're raw chicken I don't think the raw chicken breast is that great just because, like, the milkshake and the eggs are good is because, like, it gets all over your clothes. It's hard to, like, get out, you know? And I don't know, man. I mean, if you get a particularly slimy piece of chicken breast, I'm talking about unrinsed right out the package mm-hmm. with the pink slime on it and everything, and you just chuck that at uh, somebody's okay. face, you I think know? I yeah. think you've swayed me. It's it's kind of like... You know what um, I think would be better than chicken breast, though? Like like ground beef. No, ground beef it might be... Yeah. <laughs> I think that would get way... Like, like, it would break apart more, and like I think it'd be way messier. Sloppy yeah. Joes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be, that guys, would be great. Uh, that was a couple years ago. Do you guys remember like the, the guy that was hitting the face with a dildo? That was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was pretty Yo, good. Yo, do you guys remember in Russia how um, like uh, is some opposition candidate to Putin's uh, rally was interrupted by like hooligans that flew drones with dildos taped to them. Oh, oh yes. yes, I remember yeah. that too. Hooligans? You mean heroes? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean. Give them Hero. a fucking medal. So yeah, mm-hmm. except uh, you know that they, yeah, they probably got murdered. <laughs> Putin paid heroes. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, milkshaking is actually so popular now that it's got a Wikipedia page. Um, oh, that's great. No, it's actually fantastic. They got a little bit of a compiled uh, list here. Um, 
<laughs> Former UKIP leader uh, Nigel Farage was hit by a Five Guys milkshake. So bravo, uh, Five Guys. Yeah, no, he was uh, he was trapped on the he was trapped on his campaign bus. Yeah, by like a bunch of people holding <laughs> yeah, milkshakes. Like, yeah, it was like a, like oh a couple weeks ago. God, I love like that. Heroes. he was being held hostage on his own bus by people surrounding him, just holding milkshakes, waiting for him to get off the Somebody bus. Somebody made a really good point. They're talking about like how if this keeps going, like the greatest like. Uh, uh, benefit will be that eventually we won't even have to throw the milkshakes just simply seeing a milkshake will freak out fascists and that <laughs> will be great like just <laughs> just imagine like there's like the worst of the worst like i don't know fucking like alex jones just like walking down the sidewalk and he just like sees a milkshake and just like loses his shit and like runs away like, <laughs> well you know these motherfuckers are like instructing like their like their security details like no one is allowed to come within like you know like 20 feet of me if they're holding a cup <laughs> oh, i mean dude that's just like that's what's so actually like um that's what's so good about this praxis of milkshaking because it does instill fear in these just vile god-awful people and so yeah just um you guys are right actually so the first milkshake thrown was at uh tony robin or uh tommy robinson uh that was in the uk um also uh sargon of akkad also got milkshake, My Carl favorite. Benjamin. Uh, actually, funny note. Um, he actually responded to one of my comments on YouTube. Uh, he was he did an interview with Progressive Vote Voice, and I just was like, dude, you did such a great job. Uh, Sahil, just like you're a teenager and you're just like dunking on uh this uh grown adult man who doesn't even understand that roads are a public good. It was, and he responded, and it was just, I loved it. It was so yummy. What did he say? <laughs> Honestly, like, I've lost my phone so many times. It's, like, gone now. I'd have to, like, you know, search forever for the comment. So Pixar, it didn't happen, I know. Why you cuck me like that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try, I'll try wait, my no, best to find I, it, I Matias. I guess that's not cucking, but... So who's, uh, who's on our milkshake wish list here? Who who oh, do we hope is the next person to, oh, to get hit? Mitch McConnell. Mitch, yeah, oh, dude, that, that would be I was great. Gonna, I was Mitch, McConnell Mitch McConnell would be really great. Lindsey Graham. Oh, <laughs> he might I, like that. I would. I would actually. I would. I would like to see um, James Comey milkshake. That would be great. I would like to see Hillary Clinton milkshaked. If it was like um, a milkshake from like Trump Tower or something like that, Lindsey Graham would just be like, oh, this is great. I love this now. Just like a complete sycophant. Like he was like one of uh, Trump's like biggest um, critics in the early days of his administration. And now he's just like, okay. That was only when he had the support of John McCain. Then he died and then he like, yeah, he's just like, uh, I have too much of a pussy to keep my mouth. <laughs> yeah, okay, so that was, that was I'd like to bring impression. I'd do, like to bring Trump over to have not, a little bit of sweet tea. Do not talk to me about my southern accent. <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I thought it was a fine impression. It sounded like the South is like still uh at the hands of British imperialism. <laughs> <laughs> well the Brits did. Uh, like it's like if like the Queen lived in the South. They did they did want to help the Confederacy. <laughs> So yeah, who else do we want to uh, get milkshake guys? Bolton, John Bolton. That's oh, a good one. Right in his fucking mustache. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, gonna say soaked it, all it, in his mustache. If if John Bolton got milkshaked and it did not like directly hit him in the face, and I could see like milkshake in his mustache, 
and his mustache. And then it's a failure. All right. I don't give a fuck. I think you guys... If that doesn't happen, then milkshaking was bad the whole time. <laughs> you guys are all super sexist. We should also be uh, targeting women just as much. So I would I uh in I uh well, nominate Sarah, Sarah Sanders. Clinton. Oh yeah, we could yeah. do that. I did say Hillary Clinton. So Hillary Clinton's Actually, not like in the um, oh, in the like, oh, you know, public oh, eye. Oh, really. Alex, you're going to speak for women now? <laughs> okay. That's wonderful. <laughs> like a room full of men and you're gonna speak for women. Thank you very much. Thank you. I think I think that the funniest person to see get milkshaked would be Elliot Abrams. Because uh, I think he would he oh, would just absolutely This violence is unacceptable. Mind. Oh, my. Like you remember you remember God. when he when he got when he was uh, questioned by Ilan Omar yes. at that House committee. He just got so fucking mad. Just childlike temper tantrum. Yeah, like just imagine if someone threw a milkshake at him. That dude just fucking lose it. Oh the real God. question is, does Ben Carson get mad? <laughs> like, is oh, he capable? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> who was, no, who was I... that idiot who like um said that uh, the milkshakes were like symbolic assassinations? Oh, was Sam that... Harris. No, was that Sam Harris I or David was... Frum? God, I can't remember. It probably both of them. Both of them are ridiculous. It is unbelievable that Sam Harris from Sam Harris, a guy who like literally died on the hill supporting torture during the Bush administration, is now saying that milkshaking is just like off the map, crazy, ridiculous violence. Yeah, it he is. Yeah, <laughs> Sam. Well, Harris. He's basically saying that uh, you know it starts with milkshakes and ends with bullets, basically. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's his rationale. Yeah, I mean it's basically the same thing. Like, but the torture stops the uh, twenty-four bomb. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I will say, I will say, logic, reason. Yeah. I will say that um, my father told me a story about his father, who was a communist in Vienna, uh, you know, and in the uh, late 20s, early 30s, when uh, the fascists were starting to, uh, you know, draw inspiration from from the German fascists, uh, the communists and the fascists would go not fight in the street, but like snowball fight in the street. Hmm. But like people would like, you know, make it into ice or like pack a razor into it or something. Um, but yeah, they were really going at it. I escalation, guess. Yeah. yeah. So, Sam Harris is right about everything, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because of that, dot 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 dot. dot no dot. further thoughts happening in this brain. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of the joke, folks. Well, so I guess uh, now's a good time to. Move on to our final segment, uh, which we are calling Democrat Dumb Fuckery. Uh, this is the segment where we're talking about all the dumb fuckery that top Democrats are up to. Uh, this week's focus is, of course, how could we not? Joe R. Biden. Um, Jesus Christ, we've got so much here, dude. Oh, I just want to start off by saying that uh, Democrats don't make mistakes. <laughs> so Vote about. blue no matter who. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, sure, Hitler's a bad guy, but as long <laughs> as he's got a D next to his name, who cares? 
I feel uh, like some people might have issue uh, have an issue with you comparing Joe Biden to Hitler, the, Zach. The, the, well, the you know, D is um, for probably Deutsch National Socialist Party. <laughs> <laughs> Any of those people probably aren't though. Iraqi citizens, probably. <laughs> well, uh, so uh, he's uh, he's been taking a lot of heat. Uh, over the, like the last several days, for switching and then switching and then switching his stance on the on the Hyde Amendment, which by the way is a is an amendment that prevents uh, federal funds from being used for abortions, uh, with exception to rape and incest, I believe, and uh, health of the mother. Health of the mother. Uh, Thirty years uh, and uh, two days of uh criticism and he's changed his mind yeah i mean he 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 had said publicly that he that he thinks it's a good thing and then i think it was like literally like a day later mm. a day later his campaign put out a statement or no he he said uh he said that he was against it now well this is why uh they're running a campaign of limited exposure right because every time he goes out and talks to voters, they ask him questions about policy, and they just get awful answers. Mm -hmm. And if Joe Biden, like, you know, mistakes and he just lies to their face, be like, yeah, I support that. His uh, communications team just has to, like, walk that back. Like, it's pretty goddamn humiliating. Yeah, I mean, he, he has to. He, like, the, his only strategy, really, is just coast on his name recognition and people not knowing what he's done. Yeah. Because, like, he, there's no way that he can, there's no way that he, I mean, he's, at every, st every step, at every turn, he's just exposing, like, how fucking out of touch he is. Right, he's tanking in the uh, polls big time, especially um, in early states like uh, Iowa and New Hampshire. That's good. Yeah, that's well, great. Well, Bernie is also dropping, too, just not to the same degree. Um, Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg have had uh, some pretty... Um, significant gains in the uh well, last, was, uh, like last week warren went up to double digits right mm -hmm. right she's uh she's almost she's in a virtual tie now with uh bernie mm. damn if pete Buttigieg becomes president then uh i might end up being one of the self-hating gays in Milo's straight pride parade. <laughs> <laughs> well i uh just kidding <laughs> well, you know, the thing that's really crazy about Biden, too, is it's not just, like, the... It's the things that he's saying today, but it's also, like, a combination of, like, just, like, digging up the things that he said in the past. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think it was a speaker, maybe it was last week, uh, it was dug up that uh, he had said uh, him being the um, youngest uh, senator running uh, was uh, similar to uh, being the token black. Oh, which yeah. Which is just, like, what the fuck? Like... And, like, some of these things, like, it's like, oh, he said this way back when, and it's like, 2013, wow. Like, it's, not, it's, not like, it's not, like, super People far were back. so racist in 2013. Give him a break. <laughs> and we fixed everything now. Everything's fine now. Uh, I just, he's, he's, like, the worst. I like the, um, I don't really understand this. This is something that's always kind of perplexed me about uh, Biden, is the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of his support comes from, like, the the ties and affiliation he has with Obama mm -hmm. and like, uh, he had like that, that statement, that really God awful statement about, uh, um, how Republicans will like snap out of it once Trump's gone. Like that's, uh, uh, that, that's, yeah. that's the magical fix is just like getting rid of Trump. Um, as if like he wasn't vice president under Obama when Trump didn't exist and Republicans were still like 
stopping literally everything Obama can do. So, like, I don't know if he's, like, what insinuating that somehow he's a better politician than Obama or that because, I don't know, he's white, that, like, Republicans will work with him more than Obama. But this idea that somehow he's going to be able to do what Obama couldn't in terms of, like, negotiating and uh, dealing with Republicans is just completely absurd. It's completely absurd. He's just, like, always saying the most absurd, irrational things. Like, Yeah, well, uh, just, like, I think it was last week at a town hall event in New Hampshire. Like, one of the first things he did when he got on stage was make a joke about touching women inappropriately. Like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, actually, she came to me. Yeah. She came actually, to me. Actually, I am totally for that now. So uh, I'm voting for Biden. I think the funniest thing about the uh, Biden campaign is that uh, his just... his fundraising <laughs> his fundraising strategy seems to be like uh, you know putting these funny names next to uh, you know donate like donor um, recognitions. So uh, the advocate group of his uh, finance committee uh, requires to raise twenty five thousand dollars by June thirtieth. The protector group requires its members <laughs> to bring $50,000 in 2019. This one's my favorite one. A unifier must break in $100,000 this year. A power raiser must acquire 10 unique contributions of $100 or more each month. I'm sorry, a what? A power raiser. Power raiser? Yes. Are these like the levels? A white power raiser. Yes, the levels of like how cool you are. Oh, actually, that reminds me of something that I'm not going to say now. Continue. <laughs> well, that's basically uh, all I had to say on uh, that front. I just thought that uh, those names gave me a little chuckle. Like, the unifier one is particularly telling. You know, just like, you are a unifier if you make sure that I win and everybody is happy. And the big uh, corporate donors are happy. Did you guys see uh, that clip of that uh, Democratic donor on Stephanie Rule? Just like, yeah, I'm getting sick of how left the democrats are going and we're gonna cut them <laughs> off and i'm just like you know everybody thinks nancy pelosi our children <laughs> right no everyone thinks that you're nancy... no longer allowed to use the credit card <laughs> no everybody thinks that nancy pelosi is super old but she gets cut off from her daddy just like the rest of us so i mean i think that you know we should uh give her a break <laughs> Oh, Biden. I mean, my, the biggest, like, clue that Biden is a no-go, or at least should be the biggest clue, is the fact that uh, he has the support of Meghan McCain. You know? Like, uh... Yeah. The fact that, like, she's... What an endorsement! Like, abandoning, like, Trump to... Well, I mean, probably because uh, Trump was, like, nonstop, just continues just to, like, bash on her father. Owning him. Yeah. And which is ridiculous, because uh, her father was the inventor of war crimes, so... Yeah. Well, well, if you think about it, it makes a little bit of sense. You know, McCain did come up. You know, uh, he he was a he's kind of a product of that uh, Eisenhower Republican era. You know, so you know, it, it kind of makes sense that Joe Biden, who is basically an Eisenhower Republican, you know, is the uh, candidate for Meghan McCain. 
that's what that's what's so funny about him is like he thinks like it's this like cool brag to like tell everyone yeah i've i've you know i'm really good friends with like republicans and like republican lawmakers and senators and he like, might even be to the right you know like eisenhower republican oh yeah forgive but, me like, father for i was sick. yeah <laughs> he's like he thinks it like makes him look so much cool so much more cool and reputable that he has like working relationships and friendships with all these republican douchebags as if we're supposed to like admire that he's friends with like some of the most evil fucking people on the planet right you know that uh that um republican that uh he endorsed in that election was a it was a michigan election he endorsed a Michigan Republican. Well, he didn't of the endorse Democrat. per se, but he did he, give. Uh, he was at a fundraiser. A fundraiser giving them praise, which is uh, something he was you don't the main do speaker a... at a fundraiser. Like, yeah. that's unbelievable. I read an interesting uh, take that said that um, Joe Biden should run as a Republican to challenge Trump. I think. He would, he'd have probably a better shot than almost any other Republican that I can think of. He doesn't have the balls. No, absolutely. I mean, that's never going to happen. But I mean, there's an argument for it. It's an awesome idea. That yeah. would be great. I don't think he could win, but I mean, yeah, yeah I think he, he would do better than yeah, basically any other Republican. Probably because most of the uh, centrist Dems would go vote in the Republican primary. Yeah. <laughs> be, uh... Well, you you know, bringing this back to uh, what we were talking about earlier, Michigan being the most corrupt state, um, you know, it starts at like these uh, state level uh, parties too. Like the Democrats in Michigan would rather, uh, you know, court uh, big money interests and be as corrupt as possible instead of actually, you know, uh, advocating for uh, the people and. You know, getting this state back to where it should be. This is, we got a lot of uh, resources in Michigan, and, you know, we got a lot of uh, good, hardworking people, and it's kind of a shame that, you know, the Democrats um, across the country just uh, will not budge and are just so terrified of uh, just this Reagan 2.0 that is uh, the Trump administration. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, interview that TYT did with uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, I haven't seen that And uh, she was asked about uh, the 2020 candidates. And obviously, it's way too early. She's not going to endorse or anything like that. But uh, she was asked, basically, you know, uh, which kind of candidates are you looking for to endorse, you know? And, uh, you know, she gave a very uh, kind of uh, typical answer you kind of expect is, you know, look for progressive. That stands for Medicare for All, Green New Deal, $15 an hour and stuff like that. But uh, she pretty she moved, uh, she was asked, well, you know, the most progressive candidate in the race, at least according to the candidate, is uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> and she kind of laughed it off, and uh, she's like, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's being co-opted. And she's like, you know, I have no problems with Joe Biden and his politics. But what I do have a problem with him is misconstruing his politics. And uh, she went on this, like, uh, kind of, like, rant i guess you i don't say. know i have a problem with this politics yeah, yeah but, i have a big problem with this she's politics. like but uh her thing was like you know if you're gonna be a centrist be a proud centrist if you're gonna be proud of denying people health care be proud of it if you're gonna be <laughs> proud of destroying the planet be proud of it yeah but, like don't pretend to be something you're not but and, honestly yeah like i mean go uh, off queen. yeah she's yes queen yes queen for sure <laughs> Well, to close out the show, we're going to move on to one other thing that uh, that Joe fucked up last week, which was he released his supposed plan to to combat climate change. Oh, 
and uh, <laughs> it was found. <laughs> it was it was found that that sections of his plan were were plagiarized and lifted, like literally copy and pasted word for word from uh, different environmental groups' websites. <laughs> well, these weren't like um, just any type of uh, environmental groups. These were like the um, environmental groups funded by Exxon and. Mm-hmm. Uh, BP like this yeah. right like, so not only did the plan suck shit <laughs> no just like complete ridiculousness and how many times does Joe Biden have to fucking plagiarize for just everyone to just lose respect for him I right. mean it's this is what he had to drop out of the first time drop out drop out of the race for the first time for I mean I would love if he would have to drop out for this but I mean it's not going to happen. Have you guys seen the, the clip standards of, have lowered so much since then? Have you guys oh, seen yeah. the clip of um him like uh, stepping down from that race? It's hilarious. It's like I'm angry. I'm angry with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I put myself in this position and I just sh- should have never done it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, got to work hard to gain back your guys' trust. I will. How do you not relay that to your staffers? Be like, hey, you know, we've had these things about plagiarism in the past, so uh, we're going to do a little extra due diligence and make sure that we cite everything, guys. Cite everything. But no, 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 not at all. And yeah, like you had mentioned, it's like from like the American like Petroleum Institute mm-hmm. as far as like where these plans are coming from. Mm-hmm. So this is like awful on top of awful. You know, and it's like there's like so many reasons too. I mean, obviously, like you know, you want to give credit to the organizations that are doing the work on the ground. It helps build the movement in terms of like you know you win over favor with those activists. So even from like a you know from a political standpoint, it's like very advantageous to give credit to the people that you're citing because it you, you know it, it shows that you're actually like well these aren't necessarily good organizations, but if uh, you're pulling from good organizations, it shows that you're paying attention to the work that they're doing mm-hmm. and that you're considering it and you know, to activists that's everything. So But really all this was is just like a demonstration of how desperate his team is to mm-hmm. like prove that they have an idea of what they want to do. I mean they have no ideas. Like it's just such such a vapid, empty campaign really. It's like a shell of like make America great again redux basically. Mm-hmm. Like that's horrible. He's running like a Clinton uh, 2.0. I think it's worse. Yeah, it I is think it's because worse. he's like a freaking just bimbo about it. Just so dumb. <laughs> and just like, just, uh, dude, just whoring himself out to any, especially like his. That's his words. He's no, actually said that. Like, no, his, his, um, uh, original sugar daddies are the uh, credit card industries, but you know yep. he's go he's he's taking the uh, oil money, he's taking the uh, insurance uh, medical insurance money. You know he's do he's going all out. Yo, he is tight. Really, as, really smacking those cheeks. He is tight <laughs> as fuck with Israel. He loves APAC. He does, and it is like uh pretty astounding that you know we're not actually seeing more um you know, uh, candidates really go after him on that. No, well, I think there's not really a lot of candidates from what I can tell a lot, not a lot of candidates going after him. And I mean, generally there's been a couple, like I know, uh, Cory Booker and, uh, Kamala Harris, um, both went after him for the crime bill. Um, Elizabeth Warren has probably been the most, um, arguing and going right, after him. Right. But I'm talking about like, you know, Bernie Sanders, Tulsi Gabbard, mm-hmm. like, uh, can't, um, Gravel has like done a little bit, I think, um, online. Actually, yeah, I have seen a lot of Gravel ads just stomping on Joe Biden. Yeah, I love it. Um, I'd love to see a um, 
Venn, di- Venn diagram of the uh, people that were super pissed about uh, Melania Trump uh, plagiarizing uh, Michelle Obama's speech, and uh, the same reaction for Ob- uh, for uh, Biden when he plagiarizes something, because I can guarantee There's it's two not- separate circles. Right. Yeah. That was like the biggest thing for the resistance ever. Was like, <laughs> oh, Melania plagiarized Queen Michelle. Like that was just, and and then like Very a couple cool. months later, Michelle is just like, oh, you guys don't like some Democrats, just leave. Like, yeah, thanks, Michelle. No thanks. Yeah, uh, uh, it's awful. I really don't like that whole like, liberal attitude. Like, I don't. You guys see the uh, you know like Trump obviously visited like the UK. And, like, people were like, oh, the queen's wearing her so-and-so crown, which means that she's low-key disrespecting Trump. And, like, it's just, like, this, like, oh it's, like, those same God. people that thought, like, Nancy Pelosi, like, it's all sarcastically the... clapping was right. actually her oh sarcastic clapping and not, like, general. Like, Don't make me rip out my the hair. The same people who thought that, like, Robert Mueller was going to drag, drag Trump out of the White House in, in handcuffs. Yeah, like, like, they just have, like, they live in this, like fantasy world that just that doesn't exist it's, it's liberal QAnon it's liberal QAnon yeah, it's yeah. Like, before on the pod but. On, on the subject of uh, Trump in Britain I would very much like to read my favorite tweets that he has uh, that he has published since since his arrival um, actually these are tweets that are made as he is on Air Force One approaching the London, I don't know, whatever airport it is. Was it like the the Union Jack Airport. <laughs> okay, Heathrow. Um, I, I don't know. Okay. That's the only, the only London airport I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Donald Trump. At Sadiq Khan, who by all accounts has done a terrible job as mayor of London, has been foolishly nasty, in quotes, to the, to the visiting president of the United States, by far the most important ally of the United Kingdom. He is a stone-cold loser who shouldn't focus on crime in London. Not me. Dot, dot, dot... Khan reminds me very much of our very dumb and incompetent mayor of NYC, de Blasio, who has also done a terrible (laughs) job, only half his height. In any event, I look forward to being a great friend to the United Kingdom, and I'm looking very much forward to my visit. Landing now! He That's real king shit. <laughs> he really, really wants the royals to like him. Like Well that's why he like called... he, he he doesn't really care about like I mean he's definitely like, you know, obviously like self centered fat and cares about his like own image like a lot, clearly. Well I don't that... know that, but uh the royals and like rich people, like those are like the two people that he just like has to please, like no matter what. Well, that's like why he uh, called Meghan Markle uh, uh, what, nasty, nasty too. Yeah, he yeah. just like Sadiq Khan. I wonder if there's a coincidence there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I, I mean, that's probably why he did it, right? Because you know, all, all the everyone. all the tabloids claim that uh, the royal family hates Meghan Markle, right? Because uh, she's black and. <laughs> well, yeah. They, like, well, he said he didn't do it, and then there's like audio recording of it. Meghan Markle's right. black. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong about that. No, she's that. black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, the, the crown's uh, what having a tough adaptation to. Well, that's why... Is she, like, half black? Um, or... She's either half black or she's, like, really pretty light-skinned, I think. What were we talking about? Oh, well, Joe Biden. We're talking about uh, Joe Biden and his plagiarism is what uh, started this whole conversation. Yeah, we kind of went off the rails by the UK. Joe, UK. Joe Biden and his boring-ass controversies. Yeah. I can't wait till like, the first debates when there's absolute fucking tanks. Oh, it's going to be boring. Mm. I really want him to put on, like, I just, like, want him... Him and Elizabeth Warren to be on the same stage more than anything because mm-hmm. I have a feeling like uh, I mean if the polling's like any suggestion and uh, pretty much these other candidates' path to victory will be through Joe Biden and I think that uh, once the debate starts they're gonna see that and they're gonna capitalize on that. So I've heard some people speculate that <laughs> uh, that they're gonna put all of like. The, like all of the most left candidates in one debate and everyone else on another. Yeah, I think that'll be. I mean, there's a definitely a high. Like if like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are in one debate and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris they are can't both in another that, debate, like, like I think you'll see definitely some outrage over it. Mm-hmm. I think just for ratings' sake, they probably will um, put Elizabeth Warren with Joe Biden. But I am worried that the DNC is going to do some like you know with shady Bernie. ass protecting of you know, their favorite candidate, just like they did in 2016. Yeah, mm-hmm. or like you said, they'll do like a, maybe they will do like Elizabeth Warren with Joe Biden, but then they'll put Bernie right on the other stage. Right. You know, with like Pete and, I don't know, Oh Kirsten my Joe God, or... if that happens, I'm going to slit my wrists and set myself on fire. <laughs> Speaking of that, like, can we... <laughs> Can you believe that some dude, like, literally set himself on fucking fire in the White House lawn? Just no one fucking gives a shit. No one cares. It's not even fucking news. Dude, dude, like, literally, someone burned himself alive. Yo, that He lived, didn't he? If, I mean, I heard that, but Uh, I didn't look too much into it. That's unbelievable. Based on the pictures, if he lived, that is... Not gonna be fun. Yeah, recovering. killing. <laughs> yeah, he was because I mean he was very torched. Yeah, I remember reading an article about it, but I didn't see anything that about saying that he crispy. had died. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that bitch crispy. Fuck. Like right. Pompeii. <laughs> well. This is the world we live in, guys. Well, on that note, I think uh, <laughs> I think we're going to close things out here. Uh, once again, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, please subscribe to the show. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Like us on Facebook at State of the Revolution. You can find us on Twitter at SO... SOTR Pod. SOTR Pod on Twitter. Yeah, I will be doing the tweets on there, so follow me and... Uh, don't say I suck. I <laughs> actually also have login information, so... Oh, okay. Matthias is also going to be logging in. Oh, yeah. I'll be on there saying you suck. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm giving these guys the, the, the Twitter login. I'm washing my hands of this. For now. Get ready. <laughs> I have login privileges. Get ready for these uh, cheeks to clap for y'all. All right? Fuck. <laughs> All right, well, uh... What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm Benjamin Klon. My name is Zachary Reinhardt. Alex Sori. Matthias Frimmer. We'll see you guys soon.